1: On this program, we are featuring a salute to one of the great radio comedians during the 50s, Jim Hawthorne. When I was growing up during the 40s, I heard a fellow on radio that I really dug. And uh, early in the 50s, I uh, went to work for him. He's our guest on the golden days of radio today. Jim Hawthorne, welcome.
0: Oh, hi, Frank. I'm, I tell you what, I, I, you said the 50s. I was in radio before that.
1: Well, yeah, I don't want to
0: date you, though. Well, I started when I was two, so uh, it's all right. You
1: know. <laughs> now, Jim had, had one of the finest shows here in Southern California. And uh, we're going to trace your career because I've got some great things... Uh, that I know you'll love to hear.
0: Old air checks uh, of my show? Old
1: air checks of, of your shows. I remember, uh, I guess your, the first show I heard here in Los Angeles was on KXLA.
0: Right, yeah. It was a late night
1: show, mm-hmm. and you did crazy things. Yeah.
0: Well, I did that, uh, that would have been in the latter part of the 40s, right? 47, 48. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, that the evolvement of that show started... Uh, well, I guess the inception of it started and evolved into what you heard over a period, uh, a sporadic period of about uh, five, six years, mm-hmm. including some of the war years when I was in the in the Army. And we used to play around when uh, nobody was listening on the closed circuit until somebody started listening, and then we had to stop doing it.
1: Is that how you got the idea?
0: Well, the idea started... Uh, oh, gee, let me see because I heard radio programs that were the same thing over and over and over again, and I kept thinking to myself, why can't we do something that's different? Because the networks had their shows, you know, and the high and mighty network with the swivel chair operation, and uh, everything was absolutely cut and dry. That You couldn't say or do anything on the network stations or on the networks. Mm-hmm. So the little independents started coming up and mushrooming around, and I saw the opportunity there to do something a little different. And I had a job as a staff man. My first job on radio was in Denver at at, uh, KMYR. And I had uh, a show in the afternoon uh, that I had no part of, but I I was listening to this, and I started coming in on the station break and doing funny voices for station identifications. And that was the first day. And the second day, I came in about three or four minutes earlier and by the end of the week, I was on the entire show doing all uh, kinds of nutty things. And by that time, I developed the idea of the, the cut-in voice tracks and uh, playing the records differently than any other way.
1: Now, you were, you were the first one that I know of to use the voice tracks.
0: Well, to my knowledge, I had never heard it before. Uh, I thought it would be funny, uh, and I... I... In my imagination, I dreamed up the idea of somebody opening a door and hollering something at me, and that's how it really started. Uh-huh. And then they would come running into the microphone and say something. Uh-huh. Well, now, I started with two voice tracks that I cut myself, and I called the guy J. Logan Jerkfinkel. Uh-huh. Uh, for what reason? I don't know. But I, I uh, had him come in and say, uh, what station is this? You know, and the next one was uh, I don't believe that. And those are the two first... I don't know where those are today, those Uh original cuts, but those were the first two that I did, as I recall. I mean, they may not have been the exact word each, but they were similar.
1: And then you talk back to the voice tracks.
0: Yeah, uh, those were the first ones, the first day, and then I I had to cut some more. Uh, I did a lot of... And then I started getting everybody in to cut different things for me, and they didn't seem to happen, so I found out that you had to do... Something in the way of preparing and planning, so I began to evolve that which now you started talking about.
1: Let's let's play a track that was done in this very studio oh. more than 20 years ago. You did a half-hour show on Armed Forces Radio right, Service right, right. in 1948, and this is a portion of one of those shows from April 2nd,
0: 1948. Oh my! Goodness. <laughs> this is Hawthorne Egbert plays records. A satisfied customer. Thank you. You can't beat them. Bye. Hogan where
2: somebody waits for me, sugar sweet, so is she. Bye, bye, blackbird. No one here can love and understand me. Oh, what heartbreak stories they all hand me. Make my bed and light the light. I'll arrive late
0: tonight. Blackbird, bye bye. Hogan Twanger solo. note. Bye-bye, Black Hogan. Where else can you get music like this? Nowhere. What say, Skippy? Hello. (laughs) Black Hogan, bye-bye. That was Russ Hogan and his orchestra with Bye-bye, Blackbird, a record. Well, we got some nice mail from a guy in Guam who wanted this program on Armed Forces Radio Service, so I'll read the letter. It's written on paper. We kind of wonder where to start. Yeah, I think I'll start at the beginning. Says, Dear Hawthorne, being an old fan of yours and a very good Hoganite, I am taking this time to ask you a favor. As you can see by the top of this letter, I'm on the island of Guam. Well, we, uh, we, we were out to lunch, and we went ba- uh, going back... Uh Yes, I believe it was Guam. It says, I'm not in the armed... They have lunch there. I'm not in the armed forces, but I am a civilian. Well, happy civilian. Uh, Skippy, please. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. And I have a year to spend out here. Lucky fellow. I have told a lot of the fellows about you, and they say that you are what we need to put some life into this place. Yeah, that's what I keep saying. That's right. Thank you. What I am getting at is, in some small way, you could get your program on the Armed Forces Radio Service, you would have loyal Hoganites all over the world. My home is in San Gabriel, California, and I believe it or not, our whole family would not go to bed until we heard your program. They couldn't even go to bed after it. Skippy, I don't expect an answer to this letter, but I do hope that you won't disappoint all of us out here. Thanks, and Hoganly yours, Edwin C. Wall, at station number 8, Fox 404. Guam, Guam. Yes, but the point is that the... Aren't these they? Will you please stop shouting? Yes or, yes or no. no. Council, fellas, I'm uh, entitled to a yes or no. It's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Inti- well, there's no yes. reason why
2: Mr. B should tell me how yes. to uh, examine. Please, uh, fellas,
0: look.
3: You're entitled to an answer. Of course you are.
0: Uh, yes, we're putting on an Armed Forces Radio Service. A-F-R-S. You know what A-F-R-S means, Skippy? Uh, A-F-R-S. No, what does it mean, Hawthorne?
4: <laughs> I think it's very important. Uh, yes,
0: it is. Is the AF important? Well, it could be, I guess. Uh, Hawthorne, why don't you do a like or solo? You haven't answered me what AFRS means yet. What business are you in? Oh, in radio, we play records and talk and answer requests and things. This is the like a spelled L-Y-K-A.
1: <laughs> that brings back memories, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, That's I like true. to spell things.
1: Twenty-twenty-two years ago... And uh, I, I think we should tell everybody now that, the, that they're, they're going to be fortunate because you recorded more shows for... new shows for Armed Forces Radio.
0: Yeah, that's a yeah. secret, though. I think they're going to be
1: <laughs> Well, it's not a secret no, anymore. <laughs> no,
0: I did uh, 52... a uh, whole new concept, 52 five-minute shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guys here, uh, Jack Brown and... Uh, oh, Milt Kahn and uh, Bill Lally worked on the show. Uh, Jack came up with the idea. He said, uh, there is a need for a short program. So I thought, well, a (laughs) 55-minute (laughs) show. So I said, we're going to do 52 of the five-minute shows. Uh Well, actually, it's only about two minutes and 30 seconds, because there's a a minute-and-a-half fill on the thing that takes it up to 4.30 or something.
1: Commercial in there for something? Yeah,
0: well, I I pitch different things Uh uh, very subtly.
1: Yeah, no, I that is good news. We and we're going to play one of your shows later on in this program. Oh, I can hardly wait to hear. Let's uh we'll, let's let's continue tracing your career. That was oh, i would rather not. 48, Frank, 48, I think I go home. <laughs> and in 1950, yeah. you went into television.
0: Yes. And that's Well, when I, a little before that. 50 was my first uh intrusion into a five a week show. Prior mm-hmm. to that, I did uh Oh, Experimental Television here in Los Angeles.
1: They're uh, still doing that here.
0: Yeah, I noticed that the other night. Yeah. <laughs> that show in 1950 was, was Laugh-In of today. That was
1: a forerunner of, of most of the comedy well, shows.
0: Only we did all ours with audio, with with tracks and uh, oh, some very imaginative camera work. Uh, ideas that, well, you were a part of it, so uh, you had to come up with a lot of gimmicks that I never knew was going to happen. I never knew what was going to happen on We had a lot
1: of fun, I'll say that. Yeah, uh, yeah. We did uh, uh, a few voice tracks. What always gave me a kick, Ed Wynn did a program Uh from Hollywood, a half-hour show once a week uh, during the 1950 season, and the gags we would use that you would do on your show would end up on his show maybe two or three weeks later. I think the I writers always
0: that. I remember that's that sure. uh, and a lot of our things were very original and that's when I could really trip up, not particularly win, but I remember quite a few of the network television shows, the early ones mm-hmm. before they were even interconnected. I think they were on kinescope and so forth. Yeah, I remember hearing a lot of them that uh, things that we made up. On the shows later. Now it's the, the other v- way around. I <laughs>
1: still. <stay laughs> Let's listen to uh, to a portion of uh, one of your TV shows in
4: 1950. Okay. Repeat that, please.
2: <laughs>
0: and that spelled backwards is Hawthorne, and that's me. So.
2: Come in. Real loud now, everybody. There you go. I can you I Did
0: I scratch you? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I don't think that was very good. Now let's try it once more now, all right? Here we go. We'll try the middle part. Somebody wasn't singing the song. Bomb de bomb. Well, that's a nice one.
1: Likes the United States, my hand likes the United States, my brain likes
3: the United States, my leg likes the United States.
0: That was Jack Armstrong, the All American Boy. <laughs> Hi, Jack. Uh, dear author, we are voting the. Uh,
4: Well, ladies and gentlemen, I've got a a few other things that I'd like to say to you tonight. And one of them is that we have too many nuts in California.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not now. Dear Hawthorne, we are voting the Hawthorne ticket. When do we get our Hogan? Suggest you start to supplement your campaign as follows kiss all the little babies and kiss all the big babies. Uh, oh, yeah, that's from... <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. John Lake. Now, those are the kind of...
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, walnuts. Of course, there are a few of the walnuts. other kind, but most of the walnuts Not that now, we raise no. now, at Bill. least about 60% of them, we have to destroy because Bill, we haven't uh, got a market that's big enough to absorb Miss, all of them. Mr. So what do we do? Well, we dug up 35,000 acres of perfectly good I walnut trees, it. and we destroyed 1,750,000 bags of perfectly good walnuts because the nuts across the water that used to buy the nuts from the nuts that raised the nuts on this side of the
2: water uh,
0: yes Well, now you just And if
4: the nuts over there Couldn't buy the nuts From the nuts That raised the nuts over here What was the nuts That raised the nuts over here Going to do with the nuts I don't
0: know Nuts to you too I, I'd love to talk to you But I haven't got time
4: Well, to... there was a lot of Poor nuts in California That would like to have some nuts But they didn't have Any money to buy the nuts
0: Yes, look I, I, I'd love to explain it Now, look You just give me a chance here, huh? Uh, dear author And only idiots Would watch your show We watch you every night oh. <laughs> That's from the uh, Cranes. Cranes spelled backwards is C-nark. Seenark. Uh, you yours, sneered. Uh, dear author, and I bet I am nuttier than you are, and to prove it, <laughs> yeah, I'm sending you this poem. I th-
4: Do you have film on your teeth? Well, bring it in and have it develop. <laughs>
0: Negative thought, but I will. Uh, see if someone could compose a song called Rag mop. I guess I could write a poem called Whisk broom. Hey, Virginia Morris. Oh, she's written one too. A whiskey. It's a sunny fall
3: morning in
0: 1881. <laughs>
2: that got to do with being a
0: mother. It says, on the shores of Gitchy Goomy in the forest deep and gloomy once I found whiskey broomy on the shores of Gitchy Goomy. (laughs) (laughs) Then they spells it out. It says,
4: nuts on top of their cookies and they weren't nearly as well nourished as they would have been
3: if they could have nuts on top of their cookies. How does a baby chick go? How does a baby chick go? Oh. Is that a baby? it doesn 't go you have to push it
2: <laughs> well,
3: that
1: 's not
0: a baby chick, but it, it is cute, isn 't it
1: <laughs> that 's great
2: stuff
0: oh uh, that that audience was so hot, uh, and that was a live audience We had about, I remember we could get about a hundred people in there and they 'd mm-hmm. line up oh, there must have been a thousand people lined up every night, and we tried to pick people who hadn 't been in before each time, so that the regulars didn 't get in every night. And some of the problems we had with with the regulars then, you remember that?
1: Sure. Well, uh, and your show was five nights a week, Uh six nights a week, I guess for a while. Well,
0: yeah, Monday through Saturday, and then two hours on Sunday. I don't (laughs) know. But it was an hour
1: show on Uh on television every night, live with an audience, and it went on the air uh, at ten or ten fifteen or ten thirty or ten forty (laughs) five
0: following baseball. Anytime we could get it on the air, (laughs) we did it.
1: I have another track from that show. Do you remember the Dick Tracy bit? The match oh, trick yeah.
0: The,
3: yeah, yeah, the match trick.
0: Yeah. yeah. The so match let, trick. let's hear that
2: now.
3: <laughs> I've forgotten. That. I knew what he meant. If I fired and missed him, the flash not of, it, of my gun would yeah, tell him where true. I was. But the same Nick, thing not went not We circled around I in the darkness, that. each trying to catch a glimpse of the other. Yes, Nick. Each afraid to reveal his position. Yeah. Neither one daring to pull the trigger. Yeah. And then I remembered an old trick. What's that? The match I trick? I took the rubber band that Flinthart had wrapped around his nose. Yes? Then I took a plain kitchen match, the yeah. kind I light my pipe with. The tricky. Fitted trick. it into the rubber band, snatched it back, aimed at the wall, and let go. Six feet away it struck and flared. And then it was Flattop's gun parking in the darkness, aiming where he Watch thought out, I Dick. was. He'll shoot I you. whirled and pulled the trigger. <laughs> That was curtains for Flattop. Yeah? As for Croker King and his gang... What happened to them? Ask them? the FBI what happened to them. All right. And vitamin Flinthart? Yeah. Well, his only comment was... Ha ha! Uh-huh.
2: Big deal. <laughs> I, uh,
0: I found a reed squeak in here, you know? Where the uh, saxophone plays and the guy squeaks his reed. Come here. <laughs> get music like that. He likes it. And now it's here. After years of research, it's here. It's the new toothpaste that helps start tooth decay before
1: it even starts. No long waiting months until tooth decay starts. Now you can brush your teeth with this new toothpaste and in no time you can have
3: dark gray teeth. And, listen to this. Yeah? Your teeth will start falling out immediately. <laughs>
0: no, everyone can have tooth decay. Yeah. <clears throat> ah, no, thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: <laughs> That's it. Those commercials were funny. We used to write those commercials. Oh yeah, did. was
0: that your voice on uh, yeah. that last one? Yeah, you, you, you did. Me practically me all of those. It. I did a lot of voices. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, at the uh, the ha ha big deal. And who did that thing? I can never remember. I did. Was that yours? Ha ha big, big, big deal. <laughs> you know? oh, yeah. Oh yeah. You know,
1: yeah. I've, I we have a problem.
0: Remember, Be- this is twenty years ago. This is yeah, at least fifty. Yeah. I was I was only four. then. I remember that very <laughs>
1: well. I was three then. Uh, I, I promised I was going to play one of your shows, one of the shows that will be on Armed Forces Radio. Oh, yeah, and that's American what, Forces that's, Radio. That's what we're going to do, it, do now. <laughs> I have a problem because <laughs> I've got uh, a recording of the night you replaced Steve Allen.
0: Oh, yeah. And yeah. that
1: night, it was the longest laugh recorded in radio history because of a, of a gag, a commercial. Oh, and I've got, I have got remember uh, that. I've got you doing a warm-up, which is hysterical, the Sinatra interview... And uh, a thing with April Stevens. So, but we're going to have to kill it today. Will you come back next week? Yeah. And be yeah. on the show next week, and we'll, we'll continue with the life of Hawthorne? He was sure.
0: I'd love to hear it.
1: Okay, <laughs> Jim. Right now, here's one of your new shows.
0: Hello. Do you have something to tell me? Uh, yes, this is Hawthorne. Now, uh, I have a lot of mail here that people have been sending to me from all over the world. And now Don Cornell and the umpire song.
2: It in fair.
0: And there's one who wants to know all about Cornell University. Now, that's spelled U N I V E R S I T Y. What's the matter, Rita? Uh, you, you haven't heard... Your... Nothing. Well, why don't you have a little supper and go on up to your room while I talk about Cornell University? I I
3: don't want any more supper. Uh I'm going up to my room. I'm not hungry. Strawberry shortcake? Want strawberry shortcake? I don't want any strawberry
0: shortcake. Oh well, okay, honey. Cornell University is one of the uh, finest universities in the world. It rises several hundred feet above the city of Ithaca. That's may I
3: kiss the bride? You
0: go ahead because I got to talk about Cornell. I'll be with you though in a minute. Uh, It's uh, they have uh, Cayuga Lake there, you know. That should be da-da-da-da-da-da. And that should have a doink on the end of it there. Da-da-da-da-da-dum. Doink. And doink. Uh, Cornell University is in Ithaca, New York. If you'd like to learn all about it, uh, there. Now, wait a minute. It should be da 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 da. Boink. It shouldn't come later on. It should come right during the. You know. Da 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 da. Boink.
3: Well, I understand how they're home.
0: They left the. club. Uh, they, they left there. the club. That's right. At three
3: o'clock, they are on the way home. And no, no, no. they were.
0: May we go? Now, go ahead, Commissioner. May, may we go, go on? on? You. Yes, you may. Cornell University. Somebody want to know all about Cornell University? Now, it's in Ithaca, New York, and there are an awful lot of people there. Good evening,
3: friends. Television audience, How may I know? wish you all a Happy New Year? Well,
0: Happy New Year... Happy New Year? Wait a minute, you're way out of time here. This is impossible. No, no, this is Hawthorne. Oh, and I'm here to tell you about some of the various colleges and universities, Then I, I better get back to one of the other letters. Dear Hawthorne, what do the paratroopers mean when they jump and yell, Geronimo? Well, there's a literal translation of that, like, who the heck pushed me? <laughs>
3: I must get rid of that man.
0: Please, sir, that's all right. That's the commanding general over here. I'm sorry, sir. I, I was only going to talk about those things, and you came... We to want it. to repeat that, don't we? Yes, all right. What do the paratroopers mean when they jump and yell, Geronimo? No,
2: I can't
0: stand it. I tell you, I can't stand it. Uh, Hawthorne here, and I go to college for- <laughs>
1: That wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio and our salute to Hawthorne. Here's a thought to remember. It took Americans to get the airplane off the ground and into the air age. Today, 50 United States airlines fly almost 100 million passengers annually and more than 137,000 privately owned aircraft are registered. Know any skies that are busier? Now this is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California. Join me next time for more great shows and personalities on this, the American Forces Radio and Television Service.